I'm now delighted to be joined by the freshly minted tour card holder, John O'Shea. John, how are you? Good, good, good. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Congratulations on coming through Q School. You've had a, a couple of days since it all got confirmed. Has, has what you achieved sunk in now? Uh, it's, it's slowly but surely sinking in, yeah. Old interviews and stuff like that, you know, I hadn't... I hadn't been doing that since I won the World Masters, so yeah, it's nice to be, um, it's nice to be out there again, you know. Yeah, of course, and uh, I imagine the celebrations Saturday night with the Big Five team were quite big. Uh, no, we had a glass of orange juice, and uh, we just had a, a quiet night. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, we had a good night, we had a good night, yeah, we did. You did Q School last year at as well as this year, it was the, the two-phase one again, but there was no bubble uh, this time. Did you enjoy having a little bit more freedom during Q-School this year than you did last time round? You know, last year, like, we were we were in stage 1B. We were split up, really, because we had three players in, in one stage and two players in another stage. So, um, so yeah, it was nice to, it was nice to be able... We, we, we kind of kept our own bubble, just, just so that... Um, you know, just to stay on the safe side, like because you, you, as you know yourself, there was a lot of money gone into Q School on behalf of Big Five, like so. We didn't want anybody getting COVID and affecting the rest of the team as well, you know. So, so we kind of just kept to ourselves, really, you know. Yeah, but we definitely had a bit, a lot more freedom than we had um, last year. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it, it was a long old slog if you had to play in the first stage, potentially seven days on the trot you only had to do six in the end you got that that one day gap was it good for you that you came through early enough in stage one that you actually had a day of rest okay you were probably still practicing but a gap between the competitive games yeah it was nice to have that day off you know that, that, that you could just chill out you know you didn't have to worry about um picking up more points on the last day just to make sure you were going to go through you know so it was nice to have the day off it was nice to it was nice to get down to the quarterfinals again. That was another rule I think that was brought in this year because top eight players on it each given day went straight through. Like so, the event stopped at the last eight. Like you know, so yeah, um, the day off the day off was good. You know, just rest rest up a bit. You know, because we we still had four more days to go of that after qualifying through to the, the the knockout stages. You know. Yeah, of course. And in that final stage, the, the big run for you came on day three when you got to the, the semis. After you lost it to Ross Montgomery, did you think you'd done enough to seal a tour card? Um, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were talking about it um, in the evening time. And, um, you know, we were, we were saying the lads were um, making about maybe five points and a good, a good, a really good um, leg count. Six was probably safe. Like so, we were going off last year's, um, you know, the the, the Oracle. Mm-hmm. So they they nearly had it down to a down to a fine arc at this stage. Like so, they were they were pretty accurate. But um, you, you know, you can't take any anything for chance. Like you know, so um, so yeah, so we were we were kind of saying maybe. Somewhere in the mid nineties percent that we, we we nearly had it in the bag at that stage, like. But look, we didn't get carried away. We still had a job to do. We still had to go 
prepare for the following day and uh, just get it done on the, the last day, you know. But uh, regardless of whether we had enough or not the night before, you know, you could get you you could take things for granted and then it'll be snatched away from you. And you know, the disappointment sets in then again, you know. So on that last day, you played Sean Griffiths in the first round. You were five two up. You looked like you were flying, and then he turned it round, beat you. Six five was it a pretty nervous wait after yeah. that until your name went dark green? Um, yeah, there was there was I, I'm not hundred percent sure on how long I was waiting. I think it was about an hour before it turned green, you know, because like like I said, now myself and Paul and 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 um, the rest of the lads, like we were we were talking about it, like you know, and we were saying it would have to be an absolute a perfect storm for me to lose. Now, I mean, like. We were looking at maybe 20-odd different scenarios and this guy had to do this and this guy had to do that and it literally was a million-to-one shot, like, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, was, I suppose I was still nervous. Like, I was, I, I, you know, I, I wanted it to go green immediately, you know, but um, I was watching Sean McDonald's game on my phone, the uh, players, and I just refreshed I just refreshed it and it, it just turned... Uh, dark green then you know it's just it was the relief after so many years of trying so many Q schools attempts at Q school and failing you know but um, well, look if I, if I didn't succeed I would have went again next year and the year after and I'd have kept going until eventually I'd have, I'd have picked it up like you know but I'm glad I, I'm glad I got it now you know yeah I remember you saying to me before you'd keep going until you got it or you couldn't go anymore and you've got it now and I know you said before, when you missed out one of the years, you broke down in tears because you'd missed out. Were there any tears this time? Happy tears this time? Yeah, I had a day. I did now, to be fair, I won't, I won't like you. Um, I did get emotional when, when it actually turned green. Like, but, they, but there was nobody at the table. They were all in playing and Paul was in with them. <laughs> so I just had a quiet moment to myself, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, which was nice too, like, you know, because if they were all there, I would have probably lost it completely, you know? Yeah. So I was able. Just, I was able to just pull myself together after when after when green because there was a lot, a lot of hard work gone into it. Like you know, yeah. you know this. this I, I do put in an, a hell of an awful lot of work. Like you know, and I, I'm always trying to to better myself, and I'm just constantly, constantly trying um, to be just good at what I do. Like you know, and um, yeah, it's paid off. All the hard work pays off. Like you know. It's 30, 30 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a number of your games during the week and I think the thing that struck me the most was just it was ton, ton, ton 40, ton, every leg. Just so much consistency. Yeah. And that consistency comes from confidence. Were you feeling confident before play started on the very first day of Q School this year? I was. I was very, very confident coming over because... I had tweaked the I had tweaked the darts about three or four weeks before Christmas, and I switched out I switched out um, the standard points out of the out of the mission darts. Mission had made me a new dart a few months back, and we were breaking them in over Denmark and Ireland and and in, in um, Prague, and there was just something missing. And I just you know I I chop and change points all the time because my my throw actually my fingers actually land on the point. And um, I suppose I never put in 50 mil points into the, the mission dart. 
And when I came back from Pride, because I was disappointed with my performance, and I was disappointed with my performance in Ireland, and I was saying, like, if I'm going to be in the PDC at any stage, like, and the performances in these places were just, it just didn't cut it, like, you know, I was not happy at all, or, like, some people accept quarterfinals and last 16s, it's not for me, like, I'm, I, I want to win, like, I need to be in the winner circle, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I just tweaked one or two things, changed out the points, and um, I was thrown really, really well, but I didn't say anything to Paul, because I know Paul is not a lover of the long points, and um, I, I said nothing, I said nothing till I arrived Friday, <laughs> till I took a moment in the case, and uh, oh, I thought he was going to choke me. <laughs> but um, and, no, I said I just said to him I said look just bear with me I'd hit I'd hit a few two nine doctors in practice at home and I was I was scoring a massive a massive scoring uh, sequences like you know I, I was I think at one stage you know when, when I'm practicing I do power scoring and stuff like that and I think I, I the, the the longest run I went before I dropped below a ton was I think I hit fifteen ton pluses on the track. You know, that's 180s, 140s, tons, 135, without, without coming down under 100s, like. So I knew, I knew then, I knew then, I said, this, this, this is it, this is the setup, and I was happy with it. Doing a few things then online with, with Sean and, and Suits, you know, we were doing the JDC, and I could see the difference in the scoring, like, I was bringing the JDC up from maybe 13, 1400, and I was just borderline the 2000. My doubles, my finishing was good. My, my, I wasn't hanging around, messing around with doubles. I was going out one and two darts. So I said to Paul, I said, you know, I said, if this keeps going, I said, I will walk out of there next day in January with a, with a tour card, you know? Hmm. And I did. Hmm. And, and, you know, I was happy that he, he stuck with me. I said, just, you know, I just said to him, I said, just bear with me with the points. I said, just bear with me. I said, this, this is going to work. This is going to work. And, and it did. It did. And he was happy in the end. So we came to a compromise, so I stick to 50s, but I won't go any other 66 mil points. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned them there. I mean, I was with you in Killarney for, for the events in Ireland, and the results didn't didn't really go your way, and you were pretty disappointed, and the, and the same was true. The Lakeside qualified didn't quite work for you, and you were pretty sort of frustrated in yourself more than anything else. What led to the kind of change in mindset from those events to to going into Q school having so much belief that you were definitely going to do it? Do you know what? I just, I just, I just, I gave myself a kick up the arse. Like, you know, I just said to myself, you can't keep going around in circles doing the same thing over and over again expecting the same results. Like, I mean, that's that's just madness. Like, you know? But like I said before, like, I mean, I, I've had averages where they were uh, 110, 112 averages. And I was just quite happy in my own self, if I was able to do um, a happy medium and just concentrate on just maybe mid nineties consistently, you know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be. Oh Jesus, John threw savage darts there. Or today he averaged one hundred and nine, and then going and throwing eighty two, mm. you know, and lose. And then you're saying to yourself, like, well, what happened between the game that I averaged a hundred not this game, like, you know, and I was, I was really getting on my my nerves, like that I couldn't figure out like you know what I mean like so um so once I changed out the points and and stuck to a routine you know I, I made out a routine for myself and um, there was no no more reckless
countless hours on a dartboard just just throwing randomly as much as I love throwing on a dartboard. I just said to myself, you know, just set out and we do this, this, this and this. And when you're done, you put them away and then come back to it in two hours time and we go and we do it again. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we keep going. And I stuck to that, 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 um, that platform for a few weeks. And it's, it's worked like, you know, it's, it's worked like, you know, so I'm happy with that, like, you know. For the first time in my life, I probably actually set out a plan and stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It obviously worked out for you, as you say. Something I imagine was a big thing. Q School, Alan Souter, who I know you're good friends with, he came down for, for the latter bit of Q School with you guys, the Big Five, helped you prepare. How much difference did it make having another person with you who'd kind of been through and succeeded in that environment and who was obviously coming off a world championship where he played tremendous starts anyway. Yeah, like, I mean, Alan had a, Alan had a fabulous year. Um, to be fair to him, like, you know, I, I, I mean, nobody saw, I mean, you know, I know Alan a long, a long time, like, through, through the BDO and WDS systems, like, you know, and Alan is the type of guy, is he, he just never gives up, like, until, until you hit that winning double against him, he's still going to hang around. And, when I saw Alan get his card last year, and then we went our separate ways again, I was like, oh, I was, I was envious of him, you know. And I, I just kept saying throughout the whole year, like that, because I hadn't seen him, I hadn't seen Alan for for twelve months, but probably on the phone, on the phone to him probably every night or every second night, you know, talking to him and on WhatsApp and whatnot, like you know. But um, yeah, he had he had what I want, and that was a, that was the talk out. So uh, when when I found out Alan was coming down for a few days, oh, it was just it was just brilliant, like because even even when Alan had secured his card last year, he was still supporting me. And when I walked off the line, if I won or lost, or if I was behind, then you could see him giving you the the thumbs up, you know, the support. Come on, get it done. This time around, when I was playing, when he was there for three days. When I came back off the line the first time, just to see him standing there, I was like, yeah, this is the same as last year. The only difference is he's got his card and I'm going to get mine now. And it was a big boost for me. Do you know, I mean, I can't speak for other players, but for me, as I get on with Alan and we're good, we're good friends, it was a big boost for me. It was, I, I won't lie to you, it was a big boost for me because he's a good character. We kind of bunks off each other, slagging and joking. And, you know, you know Big Five, like our, our whole... Our whole thing is all about laughter and fun and having a bit of crack, like, you know. Like Paul used to say, you know, happy dark bears are good dark bears, and it's obviously proven that, like, you know. Exactly, and the, the Chaos Brothers reunited on the PDC tour is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I look, I'm looking forward to what, what's going to unfold, because I don't know what's going to unfold, but all I know is that if you think if you think because I'm coming on the scene as a new talker, hold on, you've it easy. You you it'll be the rock you perish on. <laughs> I, I mean, like uh, I I won't fear anybody. I'm looking really looking forward to the challenge. As to what's going to happen or uh, what's my goals, I don't have any. You know what I mean? I'm just going to let the year unfold and see where it takes me. You know, I've set goals. I've set goals and targets my whole life, and I've reached a few of them, and I I've not reached some. But this is one thing I'm not going to even set a target for. Like, if you said to me, would you set a target to make the players' finals, or would you set a target to reach Ali Pali? I wouldn't dream of it. I wouldn't dream of it, because 
the talent is huge. You know, those 128 players or 127 players, like they, they're there for a reason. They're the best in the world. So I'm just going to take every every game as it comes, one leg at a time. Exactly what I done this week, and I kept saying to myself every time I went in to throw for the bull to see who go first. I just said to myself in my head, I said, "You start now as you mean to go on." And that's all I kept saying to myself. You start well, and we continue it till it's over. And that's exactly what I'm going to do from February on. Is I'm just going to walk up to the line, no matter who it is, and I'm just going to enjoy myself. Mm. And when I'm happy and enjoying myself, I'm probably one of the most dangerous staff players out there. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose also, I mean, on a, on a serious note, with you and Alan, and Josh Rock as well, of course, there's going to be three of you from Big Five on the tour next year, yeah. and there's a there's an expression that steel sharpens steel, and I'm sure that you can appreciate that with you three being together for every Pro Tour weekend, potentially Euro Tours as well, having each other yeah. around, you're only going to make each other better. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I practice with, I practice with um, Josh on the Friday night and the Saturday night in, in the room, and um, <clears throat> the young fella has an abundance of talent. Like he has, like you know what I mean. We we had a game. He beat me five three. I had a hundred and four average, and it still wasn't it wasn't good enough. He was just laughing at me. You know, we go again, and he, he you know we go again, and we keep going, and we keep going. Like you know, and he was into the room first thing every morning at half a seven on the dot. You know, so he was yeah, he was a bit gutted during it then. Like, but he told me he told me on the last day like that. Um, there was no way he was going anywhere else, only with me in suits. So he, he just said to me that morning, he says, I'm going to win it outright. And he did. And he won it outright. Fair play to him. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a young man with, with, with a, a, you know, what's, what's that saying? A young, a young lad with an old man's head on his shoulders. You know, he's, he's a good lad. He's a bright future. Like he's got development or... You World Championships for the next four years as well, uh, on top of a, a, a two-year senior tour card. Like, so, at 20, you know, I wish I got those opportunities when I was 20, but, you know, things have changed. Now, I mean, you've actually played on some of those PDC, PDC tour events before, you know, 10, 11 years ago yeah. with some of the Irish boys. But, I mean, for you, looking back on those events then and, and you approaching it now, what would you say are the biggest differences in you, as a man and, and as a dark player? Um, good question. Um, I suppose way back then, was was I ready for it? Oh, I mean, Laura, Laura is, a, is a firm believer in what's meant to be one pass you by. It's like the World Masters when I was ranked 212 in the world and probably not right to win that and I won it. So it's a case of I was in the right place at the right time, doing the right things. So, I don't know, I don't know if there was anything different. Maybe I'm wiser, maybe I have more experience, you know, maybe I had a young family way back then as well, like, you know, and, you know, I suppose I didn't take it, I won't say well, I didn't take it too serious because I've been playing 30 years, so, I mean, I've taken this game quite serious. I, I I don't I don't know Andrew to be honest whether there was a difference between me and now just the fact that maybe now I have that little bit more experience and um, you know maybe I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and 
the opportunities that came my way, I never took. I mean, now the opportunities that come my way, you know, I mean, back then there was no such thing as, it's, well, there was managers, but I'd say not to the extent we have today. And and businesses pouring money into 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 players, you know, to see them see them to succeed. Like you know, you, you didn't get those opportunities a long time ago, you know. Mm. And they're there today. So if you can produce the goods, the opportunities are there for you. You you mentioned your wife Laura there. I know she's a massive source of inspiration for you and support and everything. And I know you posted the video of of Maisie online as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know your fa- your family mean an awful lot to you. When you got back to uh, Ireland, uh, what was that like seeing your family after you'd finally ticked that item off the list? They, they surprised me. They surprised me because I was I was to get the bus down out of Dublin, and when I came out of the terminal, Laura had come up to Dublin to collect me, which was which was great. Like you know, I didn't have to wear a mask on the bus for three and a half hours. And we had a good old chat going down. You have amazing. Uh, I'm not sure about Kenneth. I think he fell asleep. He, he was worried about the journey up and the journey back because he's the lazy old guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I missed, I missed Maisie. I missed Maisie because, I suppose, during lockdown, while Laura was putting all these crazy shifts in the nursing home, me and Maisie kind of got really attached. So being away from her that length of time, the rest of them are kind of, they're a little bit older. Um, Kelly and Jake, they're a little bit older, so they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have really matter. they just pick up the phone and ring me. Whereas Maisie, me and Maisie, we used to do the sing song in the car over COVID and we used to post up the videos and people used to give us comments saying, oh, you know, I was down today and we've listened to that song and it, and it cheered me up, you know. I, look, if we cheered one person up, me and Maisie over COVID doing our songs on Facebook, then we've helped somebody, you know. But yeah, we, we get on, me and Maisie get on really well because she's in there playing with her dolls and I'm out in the kitchen throwing a few darts and every now and again I get a number off or that age I thought one two five you know I think that's just to let me know that she was still in the front room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, it, 10 days was a long time to be away from home but you know what it's they did they, they know the score that it's even at that age like even Maisie being being so young they, from from day one it's always been like this, and it, 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 they're used to it. Like we, we do things with them as well, you know. Maisie plays hockey and gymnastics, and we get to do them every week. And boys play rugby, and you know, and we get around to different sports as well. It's not just all darts. This is a, a broader question for you. You won the World Masters twenty nineteen. You were sort of you know on top of the world. You played in the World Championship for the first time. Looking ahead to you know twenty twenty was going to be a big year for you. I'm sure. And then COVID happened. And the last two years for you really haven't been what in reality they should have been. I know there's been the issues with the the trophy for the World Masters as well, which we won't get into. But it's been an up and down year for you and you've not really been able to do the thing you love the most. And that that's play dart. So did winning the tour card, something you've always wanted to do, did it mean more this year because of the last couple of years you've had? Yeah, I think so. I think I think I didn't get to do what every other player with that won the World Masters um, got to do. You know, they didn't get to go around to the pubs and clubs and car. I mean, we got a few in, you know, because Paul didn't really kick into the two or three months after. You know, and then 
course, like the winner of, in past years of the World Masters got the Grand Slam spot. And I missed, they cut that back, and I missed that as well. And I had a few exhibitions in Belfast and in Dublin and Cavan and Galway. They were all cancelled. And I was, you know, I just suppose there were times there. I, I, I tried not to let it bother me, you know. It's like, it was the same. I was in the same boat as every other dark player. But yeah, I felt I felt like that. A, a few missed opportunities. I think more more so whatever about exhibition work and stuff like that. But I think I was really looking forward to the Grand Slam. I, I would have loved to have a shot on in the Grand Slam, and that never came. You know, I was disappointed over that. Like you know, mm. but um, yeah, you just you just gotta just have to deal with it. Really, like I mean, like there was people. There was people who had died from COVID, like so. I couldn't really complain about missing a dart match or not getting invited to the Grand Slam when when people were burying family members, you know, because it was horrible at the start of COVID. It was absolutely brutal, mm. and we were worrying whether if someone got it or if, if if my parents or my parents got it or if Laura's parents got it, would they be okay? And you know, and it was worrying times. It was worrying times. So I was able to put the fact that. The disappointment from Dallas behind me, and just you know, just concentrated on practicing at home and just get ready. I, I, I just said to myself, you know, we just keep practicing on the off chance that we might get a break somewhere. At least I'd be ready then. You know, I just didn't put the darts away and say, right, we'll go back in two years' time. You know, we just kept going. We kept to the same thing. We we, we threw darts every single day during COVID. You know, if the kids were out of school, I was out of work. Laura walked through the whole pandemic, so. The only thing that we could, the only problem we had was when we we tried to order a dark board in Argos because when they told us, you know, if you remember well, Andrew, they were saying only essential items, so a dark board wasn't an essential item, so we couldn't buy dark boards or nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh. So yeah, it was it was it was tough at the it was tough at the start, and it was, you know, I suppose all the players that had won the World Masters. Before me, they got to do their thing and maybe maybe go around to their pubs and clubs in the UK. Uh, you know, all the past winners and got to and got to show it off and be. Uh, you know, I I didn't get that. Like you know, but um, there's no point in crying over spilt milk now, boy. <laughs> exactly, and I know you said you're not setting yourself goals and you know you're not that bothered about you know who you play when you play and whatever. But something I did have to say. There were obviously you're the Joker, but there was another man nicknamed the Joker who came through Q School this year over in the European one, Jose Justicia. He's also known as the Joker. How's that going to carry on for the rest of the year? Well, I can tell you now, Andrew, there is only one Joker, man. There is only one chaos, <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> I've been known. I've been known as the Joker for a long, long time. And someone had said that to me previously as well. He only changed it recently. So he might as well change it again because I ain't changing my name. Not something I've built up over 20 years. I ain't changing the Joker's nickname now. <laughs> well, so we, won't, we won't fall out over it. We won't fall. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight, John. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're and very welcome, Brian. I mean, it, it's tough for anybody to, to come through it and everybody deserves props, but I know how hard you've worked and what it means to you, so I just want to say well done to you once again. Yeah, thanks for being Andrew, but I appreciate it.